This is the I Want to Go Fast Racing Podcast. Episode number eight, Martinsville, Richmond, and Talladega. Michigan, Tennessee, and Texas. This is the I Want to Go Fast Racing Podcast. And now, here are your hosts, Justin Henrich, Justin White, and Josh Wilbur. Welcome, race fans, to episode number eight of the I Want to Go Fast Racing Podcast. The bald guy with the wonderful Bubba Wallace view is Justin Henrich. The guy with the Cheddar's Mobile, Justin White. And I am the very handsome Josh Wilbur. <laughs> I couldn't finish that without laughing. I was, I was wondering why you were covering your face. I didn't want to scare anyone off right away. Right away. I was thinking he was going into witness protection or something. Well, the people that listen to it as a podcast won't be able to uh, see you, so they're just gonna be like, "Ooh, what's that voice? What does hey, this? Baby. What does this Josh look like?" Sorry, I'm not better looking. <laughs> but man, we uh, <laughs> we have a lot of racing to cover since we've been busy and absent for a few weeks. And the Cup hey. Series has done three races. Crazy. First, I'd like to apologize for us not being very punctual with our podcasts. We promise that's going to get better. Um, our big Jolly Green Giant down there kind of overbooked himself with iRacing, but he uh, he's no longer doing Sundays, I don't believe. So we're able to start doing this again every Sunday after the race. So Or yes. Monday, Yay. depending on if he has the trucks off, too. So. Yeah, if I, if I can, I'll race Sundays when I can because no offense to league I'm running in. I won't mention the league, but there's been one too many cautions the fast, fast few weeks, and I just want to race. I don't want to sit here and I-pace, as they call it. So, And this guy doesn't like cautions. I, I like a caution every now and then when it benefits me. <laughs> <laughs> Unless he's the lucky dog. That's it, that lucky dog or bad pitch strategy, you name it. But, uh... All right, well, we got a lot to cover, so let's get into some NASCAR. Man, those cars go so fast. All right, we're actually going to start with some Arkham Menard series because they uh, did a race. After almost over a month of not racing, Arkham Menard series did race, and they raced at Talladega Super Speedway. So, let's go take a quick look at the results there. And in 10th place was Scott Melton. Um, 9th, Eric Caldell. Kyle Sieg, 8th. Andy 
Jankowsk. Oh, I did not say that <coughs> last name right at all. Jankowik, we'll say. In seventh, I can pronounce this one, though. Thad Moffitt, sixth place. Brett Holmes in fifth place. Good old Drew Dollar in fourth place. Nick Sanchez in third place. He actually had a good chance at winning at the end, but uh, it's Talladega. You just never know what's going to happen. Um, Dave Mater, the third, was in second place, and Corey Heim came in first, and he had a pretty good car all day. Brett Holmes also had a really good car. I thought and uh, Nick Sanchez, Drew Dollar, any of those four I thought were going to pull it off. So, But, yeah, it was a it was a really good, good Arkham Menard Series race. Everyone actually overall raced pretty clean and didn't really get too crazy either, which is impressive because some of these young kids, you know, they, they want to go for it. So, um, let's see, Tony... Bridinger, I don't know if I said her last name right. How do you say it? Tex, Josh Bridinger, I uh, think. I don't know. <clears throat> oh, I thought you might know. But um, she ended up in 12th place, so really good finish for her. Let's see, other notables. Uh, Gracie Trotter ended up 22nd. And Ty Gibbs, who, you know, is probably, I would say, the series favorite to to win the championship. He ended up crashing. And so he came in 27th. Uh, he was up there and then until he crashed. But but overall, out of all the 29 drivers, only one, two, three, there was only four that actually crashed out of the race. So I was I was pretty impressed. I was expecting there could be more. It's kind of interesting, though, because unlike the other series, the Arkham Menard series, there are definitely some cars that are not as fast. So there's multiple packs. Like, the lead pack will go away, there'll be a second pack, and then there'll be, like, a third pack that's, like, half a lap behind. So, I thought that was kind of interesting. But, yeah, that was a really fun race. I was able to watch it, and, I mean, they're good. The future NASCAR is looking really good. Yeah, there there was a pretty scary crash, crash there um, by uh, there was Derek Lancaster. Big, fiery oh, crash. Oh, you're right. I totally forgot about that. He's um, on a ventilator yeah, he, right now. He hit the wall. He well, he he got into the wall, and then it must have been an oil leak or something, and the whole side of the car caught fire, and he went down. and He stopped it as fast as he could and got out. But um, yeah, that they uh, he he got out and, and everything. He was conscious and all that, but he did end up um laying down, and they took him out in the stretcher. So, so they've um they put him on a ventilator to help his lungs recover from the, all the um, smoke and stuff to clear it out. Well, uh, yeah, they said there was no damage mm-hmm. to lungs or trachea on the initial scan, but he would be on the ventilator for forty-eight to seventy-two hours just to be safe. Yep, he has significant burns to his arms, neck, and face. Some of those being second and third degree burns. Man, um, third degree burns is where they, the skin actually chars black, which can make you really sick. He's been out. He's 48 years old, and he's been out since a sli- since a crash last last year in a late model in Tennessee, where he suffered a hairline basilar skull fracture. That's the same skull type of skull fracture that killed Dale Earnhardt. Yikes! So, he said that um, nothing's gonna keep him from racing and doing what he loves. So oh, apparently, the racing gods are trying to test that theory. So but he's I mean, gonna be all right. Kudos to NASCAR. For the safety improvements ever since that, because they we've had a single death in a NASCAR sanctioned event since Dale Earnhardt. So that's true. And man, were those trucks with the fire <laughs> extinguishers there right away? Like I was impressed at how fast the safety crews get there. 
not mentioning that they were there faster at this race than they were for Daniel Suarez at Martinsville. They let that car burn. (laughs) (laughs) But, well, I think part of it was it just caught flame so fast and he was still in it and they're probably like, crap, we got to get there. And maybe the trucks were right there too. I don't know, but. But yeah, that that was interesting too, for sure. Yeah, it was it was a big fiery crash. That was terrifying. But let's see here. Updated standings for the Arkmanard series. <clears throat> so Corey Heim now has two wins, three top fives, three top tens. So he's doing really good in those three races so far. He's in first. Um and then Drew Dollar is in second, Kyle Sieg third, Mr. Ty Gibbs in fourth, and Thad Moffat is in fifth place. So those are the top five right now. Uh, as far as upcoming races go, uh, they w- actually ARCA is going to be racing in Kansas, so May 1st. So they will be racing this upcoming weekend too. So that's how it was exciting. Uh, the Mark ARCA Menards East Series, their next race is going to be uh, May 8th in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Nashville, is Tennessee. That, is that the fairgrounds hmm. or the super speedway? It looks like the fairgrounds. Yep, that's that'll be a good race. A little short track racing going and on. And then <clears throat> they don't race out like the West Series really doesn't start racing until June. So yeah, that, and that's if they're lucky. But yeah, so Nashville has multiple racetracks, is what you're saying? Oh yeah, there's the you got the fairgrounds, which um, is on the same uh, grounds as the M- MLS Soccer Stadium, and then you've got the Nashville Super Speedway, which is the um, was it not three quarter of a mile? I think it's a little over a mile, um, mile, mile and a quarter, a concrete track that's technically not inside the city limits of Nashville. It's outside of Nashville. So oh, okay, but the fairgrounds are in the, actually in the city of of Nashville. Um, find it interesting that Marcus Smith is signed up with um the fa- uh, the mayor and whatnot. Um, actually took Dylan Hart Jr. with him. And um, they are going to start revamping the fairgrounds. Okay. So hopefully get a cup cup car there. Nice. Uh, which will be really you know cup race there. So it'll be really interesting. There's a lot of lot of future. I hope Nashville. so. I really like all the different racetracks they're going to. Like I mean I know there's some that go to Toy still and that's fine. But I, I like having less well, they, of that. They put more. Atlanta back on the track back two times at Atlanta, which I thought they should have done a long time ago. Atlanta's an awesome. An awesome racetrack. Well, I love like out. two Bristol's, two Daytona's, two Talladega's. That... Well, now technically Bristol's two tracks. Now they have a dirt Bristol and an, and the concrete Bristol. But they're still at Bristol. I yeah. like it. It was Nashville Super Speedway is in Lebanon, Tennessee, which is roughly about thirty minutes to an hour outside of Nashville. So north or south? Yeah, east actually. Oh, okay. I'm just thinking about when I meet you out there. So it's actually closer to your house. It's closer. It's actually pro- almost just as close to Murfreesboro. So Murfreesboro is only like two hours from me. So, but it's still interesting. I still still think it's fine that NASCAR's kind of bringing it back to the roots. You know, dirt racing, short tracks. You know, they're turning Auto Club into a short track. That's a big deal. Yep. All right. Let's uh, take a look at the truck series. So the trucks on and the time span we've been gone. They've only raced one race. One race in April is all they have. Yep. And that was at Richmond Raceway on April 17th. The Toyota Care 250. Got to take care of your cars, your Toyotas, right? Um, so in 10th place, Austin Hill. Sam Mayer at 9th. Grant Effinger was in 8th. Good old Ben Rhodes was in 7th. Todd Gilliland was in 6th. And Johnny Sauter 
fifth place. Chandler Smith, fourth. Tyler Ankrum was in third. And to nobody's surprise, this this is deja vu right here. Kyle Busch in second place. And who did he lose to? His driver, John Hunter Nemechek, who won the race. And um, between the two of them, they really dominated because they led 140 laps just between those two cars. So that that was uh, pretty impressive. Kyle Busch obviously Nemechek is one of the racking up the points. Yeah, John Nemechek is great. Um, he, he has good equipment. He's doing really good. When Kyle Busch races, well, he's one of the better truck racers of all time, I believe. So yes, he, he is the most winningest truck driver yep. of all time. So love him or hate him, he's good at it, and I think he enjoys it too because he does try to race quite a few of the truck series events. So I think he only do five now. Um. Let's see here. Haley Deegan, she came in 17th, so shout out to Haley. In her rookie season, getting some top 20s now. Hopefully she moves into the top 10s here soon. And Matt Crafton ended up 18th, so it was a little far back for him, but that's okay. Timmy Hill, 21st. Nice job, Timmy. So let's see if there's any... uh, Mentioning that, there was a major controversy with Timmy Hill that I forgot to mention last time about him racing in the uh, Pro Invitational at Bristol. They did not invite him, even though he won one of the races last year. And he had threatened to quit NASCAR. He said, Mm -hmm. I'm not coming back if you guys don't invite me to the Pro Invitational for iRacing. Yeah, he's good. He's good at iRacing. He got his wish. They They ended up inviting him to it. I don't think he ever made the main show, but... Hey, he he deserved it. He he raced good though back in um last year when all we had was i racing to watch, and I think he I don't know if he won. He might have won yep. a race. Yeah, he won Texas. Yeah, so I like. Hey, he did not win, win me. <laughs> well, he did. He gave you back. I'm yeah. just kidding. So when he went to Texas, he actually took went down to Victory Lane and took a picture with a cowboy hat, which I thought was neat. But yeah, that's cool. Let's see some updated standings for the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series. So, to no one's surprise, John Hunter Nemechek is leading. He's got two wins, 270 points. Ben Rhodes is second. Sheldon Creed is third. Austin Hill is fourth. And Matt Crafton, baby. Woo! Fifth place. So, that's the top five right now as far as the standings go. And uh, they do eventually have another race coming up here. And in Kansas. I guess we're not in Kansas anymore. Yep. This week in Kansas, Saturday, 7.30 p.m. So it's going to be a night race. Trucks only have, I think, 22 race seasons. Yep, but they they race um, all but one weekend in May. So they'll also be in Darlington, Circuit of the Americans, and uh, Charlotte Motor Speedway. Oh, road course. Hmm. Yep, I'm there for that one. Yep, and then Justin and I will see them in Nashville if everything goes as planned. Yes, I'm going up. Nashville's close to me. I'm excited. Good. I mean, we'll go for all three. How close is it to your house? Will we stay at your house or will we find somewhere else? It's two hours away. I mean, it's possible. Okay. Or maybe at least one of the nights because then I can see your family. Yeah, yeah. Just to, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that'd be an easy drive because there's also, um, we'll figure it out. Yeah. But uh, all right. And that brings us now to Xfinity. And uh, yeah, Justin and Josh are going to share that stuff with you. It'll be me first. Well, yep, me first. Yep, me. So, Xfinity was at Martinsville Super Speedway. I mean, not Super Speedway. Excuse me. Martinsville <laughs> Speedway. Um, half mile uh, paperclips, what they call it, on April the 11th for the Cookout 250. 
Um, it was actually a really good race to watch. Um, they didn't have um, really too many cautions, but the biggest story, and we'll get there just in a minute. Um, we'll start with our top 10. Uh, Michael Annette finished. Michael Annette in the one finished 10th. Justin Allgaier said 9th. Justin Haley in 8th. Harrison Burton 7th. He actually started on the pole. Austin Sendrick in 6th. Brandon Jones 5th. Ty Gibbs 4th. Daniel Hamrick 3rd. Noah Gregson second. Now those two did not end up wrecking each other. That's just no. they ended up racing each other clean. And then the biggest winner of them all, and probably um, and may tell her junior cry, but Josh Berry ended up winning that race. Ooh, that was exciting. It was it was a very exciting race. Uh, junior <laughs> Del, Del Hart Junior said he could not watch <clears throat> the last fifteen laps of the race. So, um, I thought it was quite interesting. Um. But Josh, I think, has a 13 or 16 race schedule with Junior Motorsports. So, get some more uh, wins, perhaps. Yep. So, I mean, he's had some rough weeks. Daytona didn't, you know, he did okay in, and then he ended up driving it down to the grass at Atlanta, got wrecked at Phoenix. He's a short track specialist. Yep. He, so. he, this race is, he's a, he's a super late model guy. So, this is his forte. He loves this type of track. Um, he was comfortable here, he knew the track layout. And he just got in there and he just drove that car. He actually picked up another sponsor for Junior Motorsports just because he won this race. I think he's going to be one of those top guys that um, is going to be somebody to watch. I know he's a little he's a little on the older side. I think he's in his thirties now. But that's not I, old. Well, yeah, that's not old. Wait a minute. Well, now, well, you remember some of these NASCAR drivers are race, starting racing at sixteen years old. Look at Ty Gibbs. How old is he? I think he's fifteen years old. He's twelve. No, okay. I think he's like eighteen. <laughs> I think it would be like a certain age, but 12 would make sense. But he, I mean, he won his first race at the road course there in Xfinity. So, I mean, you're talking 15, 20 years of difference between the experience level between the two. But um, Yeah, Ty Gibbs is um, 18 years old. 18. And Josh so, Berry was born in 1990, so that put him at, what, 31-ish? 30, yep. 31? So. Wow, so, you just I mean, made me feel real old by sitting here saying, he's old, he was born in 1990. Yeah, but some drivers drive in like their, you know, early fifties. So, yeah, I mean, Junior would still be driving if he didn't have concussion problems he had to deal with. So, um, but you know, it's he's getting a later start into the big NASCAR scene. He's been driving late models all of his life. So, I think if he does get an actual go at this, I think he'll actually make make it worth his make it fun. He'll it'd be worth his while. I think it'll be worth it. So, yeah, no, and he's already a fan favorite. That was great. I yes. really was happy for him. I thought that was awesome. Yes, it was extremely... Even, wasn't it Noah Gregson that even came up and, like, gave him a hug or yep. something and was all excited? Although, Noah Gregson won the Dash for Cash. It was funny because he was carrying around his giant $100,000 check as he comes, <laughs> and he's like, good job. He's like, he didn't put that down, but I guess I wouldn't put that down either. Hey, however, no. from what they said, when he won that $100,000, he gave it to his crew. Did he? Nice. Yeah, that's what they said in this last race. I believe it. Crew. Well, you know what? That doesn't surprise me, and that's really I'm good for him because a lot of those crew guys, you know, they don't make the same kind of money these drivers make. Um, so, and I think Dell Jr., Dale Hart Jr. mentioned that was a kudos moment for him too. So, that, you know, that's a big deal. Well, Noah Gregson strikes me as, you know, he can be controversial in the race. He's quite a competitor and stuff, but he also strikes me as a really good guy. Kind of like I relate things to hockey. You know, the people that get in the fights and stuff all the time are usually some of the nicest people you'll ever meet. But you don't cross their teammates. 
<laughs> you don't hit to hit their teammates the wrong way, that type of thing. Yep. Noah, I think, is a good race car driver. I think if he starts producing the results, his mouth his results will back up his mouth. He's kinda like Kyle <laughs> Bush. Kyle Bush says stupid stuff. But he backs it up. Is, but but Kyle Bush is one of the winning he's a winningest truck driver. He's pretty darn close to Xfinity. He's closed in over I think he's got over two hundred national NASCAR series wins. He can back up the talk. He can act the way he acts for that persona and it fits. Noah mm-hmm. Gregson can do the same thing, but he's got to produce the results. He needs more wins. Kyle Bush's do it. Kyle Bush's son is hilarious too. I follow him on yes. social media and Yep, he'll be racing someday. Um, I racing had a um, uh, well, they had the pro invitational at Talladega. Um, Kevin Harvick, this last son. week, That's Kevin Harvick and his son raced together in that. Which I think Keelan, Keelan, I think is what eight, nine years yeah, old. Yeah, he's pretty young. That's pretty neat. You know what's funny? He had better talent than half that field, in my opinion. <laughs> but you know, I don't. I wouldn't be surprised. I don't see that. That you know, you know, Mike Joy said in a tweet that. All of these NASCAR drivers or race driver drivers that are coming up now are 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 coming in on a trail of money. You ain't got money, you can't race. So, it's true. It's an expensive know. sport unless you can bring in the sponsors. Um, you either got to bring in sponsors with money or you bring money. Either bring, way. Yep. So Keelan's going to be riding Daddy's money trail to get in, but if he's got the talent to back it up, more power to yep. him. Do it. So. so I also like to point out in fourth place was Ty Gibbs. This kid is 18, like we just pointed out, racing in the Menards Arca full-time. When he comes to Xfinity, he's one of the best drivers out there. It's impressive. Well, he's running in good equipment, too. You know, young, young talent, know, good but... equipment. I mean, look at, um, who was it? David Reagan. He raced in the 18 car when Kyle Busch got hurt a couple of years ago when Kyle Busch won the championship. Um, David Reagan run that 18 car, and he was running at the front. It proved that David Reagan has the talent. He just needs the car. No, you need both, but he definitely has the car and he has the talent because he's what he's won a race. He's coming second, fourth. I mean, yep. this is impressive. Well, I don't know if he's finished outside the top five in the Xfinity races he's raced. So, well, look at Kyle Larson. You know, he was racing for a sub quality forty two Chip, yep. Chip Ganassi team, and he did pretty good still with that. He did okay, and now he's in Hendrick Motors, and he is just absolutely tearing it up. Now he's had some bad luck. <laughs> Well, he's tearing up also, something. <laughs> and I also think that he is, they're playing it safe. Like Chase Elliott. I think Chase Elliott's crew chief knows how to put that car on the pole and knows how to put that car up front, but he's not showing his hand yet until it gets further in the season because there is no way that he went to Phoenix and won that championship race and almost lapped the field, go back in like three months time and barely finishes on the lead lap. Yeah. You can't tell me that's not on purpose. I think they're trying things. I think they're, they they know certain things they can do to make that car faster. They just don't want to do it yet because they don't want to show their hand. Because yep. well, this is a long season. It's 36 races. It's a long season. We'll, so, see. we'll, see. we'll see what happens. But So that was, right. that was race number one, Xfinity. Josh, what do you got for race number two? Well, after that, they took a week off. And they went to Talladega this past weekend. And uh, this was a rain-shortened race. Yeah. I think they I think they lost out on like 20 laps. 25, like I think. Well, I was in, very sad about that. But I was happy, like, who won. But go, go ahead. In 10th place was Harrison Burton. In 9th place was Myatt Snyder. In eighth place was Justin Haley. Seventh place was Brandon Brown. 
Sixth place was Noah Gregson. Fifth place was Ryan Sieg. Fourth was Riley Herbst. Three was The Dinger, A.J. Allmendinger. Two was Austin Cedric. Yeah. And first place winner, Jeb Burton. That was his first time winning um, in Xfinity. And that was awesome. He was very emotional. I was super excited for him. I think Jeff Burton's there. I don't know if Ward Burton was there, but so Jeb Burton is Jeff Burton's nephew. And then his son Harrison got a top 10 too. So a good day for the Burton family. As I said, riding in on daddy's money of coattails. So that's what happens. I have no problem. I mean, NASCAR is a really close knit group. And I think it's awesome. I'm excited to see Burton's racing and Blaney and Elliot and these kids of the people that I watched when I was a kid. I love it. So, and if you've got the talent and you're fortunate enough to have the money, go for it. So, I mean, you you got to take advantage of the opportunities you're given. Some people get more than others, but if you're giving them and you take those opportunities and do good with them, then I'm all about it. Very, very true. Go for it. And then some of the other named people who didn't finish so well, Josh Berry finished 31st. Justin Allgaier, who's just not having a good year, finished in 29th. He keeps having all kinds of issues. He did. He does have a win, so he's locked in the playoffs. And Justin Hendrich's favorite, Natalie Decker, finished Yay. in 24th. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> I think she probably could have moved up a little more if they would have gone. But that's okay. She, you know, this is only her second time ever racing an Xfinity Series. She finished the race and didn't get involved in any of the wrecks. You know, twenty fourth. She's just she's learning. So, um, good job, Natalie Decker. And the Matt Henrich of the Xfinity Series, Timmy Hill, finished in thirteenth. <laughs> nice job, Timmy. Timmy Hill, good, doing good. Sorry, if that was an inside joke from our fantasy league. I apologize for <laughs> the people who didn't get that one. <laughs> so that's been struggling, everybody. Art, he, he, I feel bad for him. He did run yeah. his mouth though before the fantasy season started. So sometimes he did. You gotta did. be careful. But um, do you, do you guys have the updated standings, or do you want me to go through them? No, I can pull them up real quick. Hang on. Yeah, I figured you guys could go through the standings on that because updating it after Martinsville wouldn't have been very. No, wouldn't have been, <laughs> wouldn't have been accurate. <laughs> no. All right. So you want me to do top ten, top five? You do top five. We can do top ten when we do the Cup Series. Well, that one I always do the top 16. Oh, uh, yeah. Top five in Xfinity. Justin Haley is number five. Jeb Burton nice is job, in Jeb. fourth. Harrison Burton is in third. Daniel Hemrick is in second. And can I hear and it first? First place, Austin Sendrick. Woo! Man, I am so excited about the future in NASCAR. When Austin Sendrick's going to be up there, we're going to see the Burtons. Hemrick will probably make it up there. Ah, it's exciting. Twenty one. Noah Gregson is going to be there someday. Hopefully, Brandon I, Jones. I have a feeling Matt Dimodetto hmm. does not feel your exact level of excitement nah, on that. I, I bet he'll find a place to race. He's a good racer. He'll find a place to race, but if um, wouldn't be surprised me if twenty three XI Racing um, doubles its stable next year, or even Trackhouse Racing doubles its stable next year. Yeah, Devin Dedo's way too good of a driver to not get a ride somewhere. So he's got to win, though. If he wins, he's almost guaranteed a spot. He's got to win, though. 
I bet. Okay. I, I wouldn't you know be surprised what? when he wins. But um, I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call it now. I can't it? pick him in fantasy because I already did. But he will win the next Talladega race. Okay. <clears throat> That's ball it. race. That'll be interesting. And then the last, the last two Talladegas, he's been in the top five. If he wouldn't have made that boneheaded decision to go to the top line yesterday, he would have had the win. So he will win the fall Talladega race. I, I will say, whoever didn't pick um, Michael McDowell <laughs> in their fantasy, because I already picked him for the road course, because I figured he'd he'd follow. I, that was not a smart. You should have picked him. He was up there. I think he, well, I know. he finished P two. I still have him. So yeah. I, I'm gonna Keep use him in your back pocket. But he's really good at road courses, though. So we'll see which way I go. But um, uh, you got a lot of road courses coming. up. I know that's why oh I, I might gosh, use him yes. for those. And then um, Xfinity does have this weekend off. It's just trucks in the Cup Series, and um, Arca. But then the week after at Darlington is when we'll have the next Xfinity Series race. <clears throat> All right, fun race to watch. And let's go. We we got lots of races to go through for the cup. So I'll um I'll start us off at good old Martinsville, a short track. I for whatever reason just really enjoy short track racing. Uh I mean it, all the races are fun, obviously, but short track's probably my favorite. Then super speedway, road courses, and then you know, the regular speedways. I mean, I enjoy them all, but short track's just a lot of fun. All right, so in tenth place we had good old Kyle Bush. And ninth, Kevin Harvick. Tyler Reddick with a number eight car was in eighth place. What do you know? Christopher Bell came in seventh. Joey Logano in sixth. Kyle Larson, he actually had a very solid race. His bad luck hadn't started there. He uh, fifth place finish. William Byron in fourth. Denny Hamlin in third. Chase Elliott in second. And only... Leading 20 laps the whole race, but he led the ones that counted. Martin Truex Jr. with the victory. So far, the only driver to win multiple races this year. Yep. And first time he's won, actually, back-to-back short track wins for him. What's interesting about this is this race was dominated by two drivers, pretty much. Um, Denny Hamlin with 276 laps led, and then Ryan Blaney with 157 laps led. But Ryan Blaney got held in traffic a little bit, and he never could catch up. He ended up falling back towards the end of the he race. He ended at up 11th. getting nailed for not choosing his lane fast enough. Yes, that is what lost. happened. Yep. Um, and if you didn't know, there's a choose rule in NASCAR. One to go. You can pick. There's a cone, actually a little line in the in the track. You can pick outside or inside. You got to pick it as soon as you get there. You can't pick it before or after. You can't you can't decide. You have to decide right then and you've got to be right up on the car in front of you and if you don't make that choice quick enough, NASCAR has the right to black flag you and send you to the back of the line. But um pick your lane. <clears throat> yeah, so that was a little rough for him. He had he had a car that if he was up front um would have been hard to uh beat, but um but anyway, I think NASCAR was picking on him to be honest with you because there was a lot of guys doing that crap. Yeah. I mean, just like any sport, sometimes you get caught, sometimes you don't. But um, yep. make an so example of them. Hamlin and Blaney definitely they dominated this race. There wasn't too many people that could run with them. But in the end, um, between probably good pit stops and stuff, and he had obviously had a pretty good car. He was up front most of the day. Martin Truex Jr. pulled it off. So, uh, Danny Hamlin has not won at Martinsville since two thousand and seven. Wow, that's a long time. He probably yep. thought he might be getting that win. That's the thing though with these races. You can have a car that's dominating the whole race, and you're like, they're going to win for sure. And then at the end, their car fades. Something happens. Someone makes the right adjustment, 
And then they would just like the race Ryan Blaney won. I, I believe Kyle Larson dominated that race almost all day, and then Blaney's car just came into its own at the end. So that's well, the fun. When they, when they say cherish that win you get right then, you better because you don't know when the next one's coming. Exactly. So Maybe two years, six months, next week, don't you don't know. So that was Martin. Never win another one. Yep. So, Justin, what happened uh, once they went to Richmond the next week? Well. I hate to say this, but Richmond was an absolute snooze fest. <laughs> I actually was, was gone on vacation, so I didn't. I got to watch some of it, actually. I got to watch some of it in the hotel room. Denny Hamlin dominated the race with 207 laps led over the 400. Um, but it was an absolute snooze fest. It was, there was no, there were hardly any multi groove racing. Um, I think they need to do something to the track to make it more racy. I don't think they need to put PJ1 on it. It was absolute just, you know, dead to the world sleep because they just, I don't know. There was it, only one it, car out of the whole race that wasn't running, and that was due to an engine. Yep. That, and it was just, it was not fun to watch, in my opinion. And, so, and that was the guy your brother chose. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, not a fun race to watch, but top 10. Top 10, uh, finishing 10th, Austin Dillon. 9th, Matthew DeBedetto. 8th, Kyle Busch. 7th. William Byron, sixth. Eric Amarola, good run for him. The Stuart Haas cars have been struggling. Uh, fifth, Martin Truex Jr. Fourth, Christopher Bell. Third, Joey Logano. Second, Denny Hamlin. And the winner, which will put the third, uh, Hendrick Carr to win this year. Alex Bowman in the 48. First time that the 48 has went to victory lane outside of Jimmy Johnson. So That part was only, cool. He only led 10 laps. One thing, so, though, that... Like, cause I, I want to say some cars started pitting and then a caution came out and it ended up with only like 14 cars in the lead lap, which, yeah, that part's a little bit like, huh, that's, <clears throat> that's not, that, that tells you it was a snooze fest. So uh, <laughs> there's, there's something they've got to do to the track to make it more racy again. There was one thing they used to do. They used to put a <clears throat> sealer down on the track. Um, they stopped doing it like in 2002, 2003. And that's when the racing went <laughs> and, bottomed out. So um, I think they need to do something like that again. I think the track owners don't want to put the sealer down because they're afraid it'll take years of life out of the racing surface, but they need to grind that track. They need to do something to that track because it is boring to watch. And I, I can, when we go back in uh, the fall for, uh, I don't, I mean, it's no, it's going to be a night race, but I still, Ooh, I love night we, races. we need to get back to practicing NASCAR. We need to get back to qualifying NASCAR. We, cause that was what's going to make the racing better. Yeah, I feel like so. we got to begin to the point where we can do that at these tracks. <clears throat> I so, imagine uh, most of drivers, not all, everyone is probably vaccinated by now. Well, Steve Phelps, uh, basically said that they will not require the COVID vaccine to enter in the NASCAR garage, which I think is okay. awesome. Um, the other option is is to be tested before you go in. So either you get the nose swab, which is you know up in here, or you show your vaccination card, which you know yeah I won't I've get had politics into here. So. I've had both of them done, and it's not near as bad as I thought either one would be. So yay, there you go. So anyways, that is your top ten for Richmond. Well, then <clears throat> this next week, this last week, and we went from boring racing to extremely entertaining racing. Yes. <laughs> Yes, we did. So this week, they were at Talladega. So I'm going to start in 12th just because these two guys had their best finishes, and I feel like they need some rub on the podcast. In 12th place, Anthony Alfredo. 
Alfredo. In, in 11th place, Chase Briscoe. In 10th place, Cole Custer. Ninth place, Mr. Ryan Blaney. Woo, woo. In Blaney. eighth, Austin Dillon. I like Austin in too. In seventh, Tyler Reddick. In sixth, <laughs> Kaz Garla. Garla. <clears throat> that was impressive. Good for in, him. In fifth, Matt Dibendetto. In fourth, Kevin Harvick. Third, Michael McDowell. Yes. Second, William Byron. And in first, Brad Kislowski. Guess how many laps Brad Kislowski led the whole race? One. Yep. Very last lap. <laughs> Out of nowhere, I'm like, what? <laughs> the one that mattered, he actually scored the most points out of everybody. Yeah, he had a good day. It just kind of cracks me up. Um, Denny again. Denny Hamlin leads a lot of laps at the races. He's just not closing them out like he did last year. Well, he said that um, he'd rather be where he is now than to be a winner, which that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. <laughs> but hey, more you, power to him. What is he talking? He finished in thirty second place. He 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 said after Martinsville, he'd rather be where he's at now, challenging for wins, than to actually have a win and then struggle. Oh, that's My two okay. Is, is that's fair. I see what he's win. saying. Get yeah. the okay, dang so, win and get out of the way. <laughs> so here's my question. He'll get a win. Because it's the top 16 who go. If you win, you're automatically in the playoffs. What happens if he doesn't get a win and there's 16 different winners? He's out. That's true. He's out. Yep. You have to be top 30 in points and have a win to be locked in. So in theory... The only person that is theory locked themselves in is Martin Trucks Jr. He's got two wins. He has to literally finish dead last almost every single race to be out of the top 30. And guys, um, this race had all three of our bonehead-headed uh, moves of the race. Yes. Now, I'll start with mine. Well, Hank, do you want to explain your picture in the background there and the excitement that was from it oh, you, you want to go that route first so yeah for those that well those that are watching can see it but those listening to the podcast my my background because we also have this on um streaming on facebook and youtube i believe we put them up there too so um but yeah i have the inside car view of bubba wallace's car looking at joey logano's car flying through the air literally coming right at him and i couldn't imagine driving a car seeing a car in the air coming at my car i what do you do? It doesn't even seem real. Um, but but Wallace did go get down and it just nicked it barely. Like nicked his roof. Yeah, like that, that was crazy. But um, yeah. Joey, How many drivers do you think can say, "Hey, I uh, I came in a top fifteen right there. I came in a top fifteen after having a car land on me." Yeah, he uh, Joey Logano was okay. He went airborne, but the car only flipped a couple times and landed right side up. He was able to get out, walk away. And I guess this really leads to, I think, is Justin's boneheaded move. Yes. So it, I'll let you go his, first. His boneheaded it, it's comment. boneheaded. It's dip bleep moment dip, of the week. Yeah, dip bleep, oh. boneheaded, whatever you want to call it. I'm going to basically bring it down to brass tacks. The man makes millions of dollars racing something as simple as a race car. Don't get me wrong. These guys are athletes. They get dehydrated. They give it all they can get every week. But he makes millions of dollars to put his body on the line. And he gets behind a car that goes 200 miles an hour and expects it to stay on the ground. <laughs> that is dumb as it dumb gets. 
I'm sorry, but you make you put make millions and put your body on the line, and you're going to expect not to flip. He says, I don't know when this will ever stop. Um, how about never? Because that's part of racing. Anytime you put a car 200 miles through the air and expect it not to gain any air at all once it loses its you know downforce on the track is just that's just dumb. Why do you say that? Because guess what? If you don't want to race, you don't have to. Pack your bags, and I guarantee you, we'll have somebody else in that car next week. Pack your bags. Yeah. Get the road. Yeah. Find some, go go race. Go race mopeds if you think you're scared to race a NASCAR. Don't get me wrong. Would I be terrified to be in a NASCAR? Absolutely. But if I made millions of dollars, I'd figure it out. I'd be like Ricky Bobby. Are those the other cars? <laughs> exactly. If you make millions of dollars, you figure it out. Same thing as these NFL guys. Don't get me wrong. I think the NFL needed to change their safety rules. I think NASCAR needed to change their safety rules. NASCAR is the safest it's ever been. Hey, he it's walked. He walked away from that accident. So, but yeah, Joey Logano, after bones. after saying that, you know, he feels blessed to be able to walk away from the accident and to be racing in a car where he can flip and walk away. He, as Justin is alluding to, started complaining about why are we racing here and doing this because this is dangerous and stuff. So, I mean, you know, these NFL guys put their body on the line. They made millions of dollars. I get the safety for their heads. That's what NASCAR did. Safety for their necks, safety for their bodies. They make molded seats for these things now. They're the safest they've ever been. I would get behind. It's probably safer than driving down the interstate an hour away to your closest hour city. It's probably, they're even safer than that. So I don't want to hear it. That's, just, that's the bleak moment of the week. Bonehead. Yeah, Dudes, mm. get over it. You make millions of dollars doing what we all wish we could do in our dreams. So zip it. And then the, my dip bleep moment of the week or the weeks goes to Kyle Larson's crew because he was able to get three laps in and his engine overheated. Why? Because they forgot to unpack some of the, the packaging around the radiator. Yeah, there's in this area here where I got my finger, there's an air opening and it's only so big at a NASCAR race. And what they do is they put a protection plate on it to keep water other things from going inside of it. They forgot to remove it. They didn't realize they didn't remove it. So <laughs> he started going down and, you know, 200 miles an hour, it'll overheat quick. Yeah, this is a mistake that shouldn't happen and can't happen in the future. Luckily, he's he won, he's in, but that led to a dead last place for him. And hence, my brother didn't have to have the last place driver, so. He just had to sag at last place. <laughs> no, that was Joey Logano. He went flying through the air, so. <laughs> Flying through the air, this is not good. Well, my dip bleep moment of the week, I could have two of them, but I'm just going to go with one. And that would be Mr. Harrison Burton, who made his made his debut in the, in the uh, Talladega race. And he was running in the top 10. And with the last few laps to go, he, uh, for some reason, pulled out a line a lot sooner than anyone else did and ended up falling all the way back to the top 20th. If he would have stayed where he was, he would have had probably at least a top 10 finish. He was hoping other, some guys would go with him. The other dip bleep moment was uh, Denny Hamlin, who was pretty much the cause of both of the major wrecks because the Joey Logano one, he pulled out of the line and then tried to get back in line, but his nose was already to the rear fender of Joey Logano, and then Joey went flying. 
I don't remember the other one, but I know it's I think Denny Hamlin did get turned when he went back in line, and then he used Joey Logano to straighten himself back out, and then Joey Logano. Denny Hamlin is a great super speedway racer. He's a great restrictor player. Well, I can't say restrictor player because they have restrictor plates every week, but he's a great super speedway racer. He just has zero patience sometimes, which is needed sometimes, but it also bites you depending on what the package is. So it's definitely bit him at Talladega. Didn't bite him at Daytona, though. And these super speedways are just crapshoots. But I like when Brad Kozlowski, again, he led just the last lap, and he's like, Merry Christmas to me. (laughs) (laughs) He he knew it was kind of a gift. Uh, A lot of these drivers have a – I like their personalities. They're all pretty fun. And, again, I I do this every week, but continue to shout out to all, all the commentators in the booth. I still, you know. Gordon and Blaney are great, and um, or sorry, Gordon and Boyer, and then Blaney did the Arca race, and I think they had Logano in the booth for the Xfinity, and I'm just I just enjoy having actual drivers or past drivers who were stars in the booth, and uh, their personalities come out, and it's just fun. It's a lot of fun. Yep. Xfinity fun. was uh, Logano and Tyler Reddick. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah, Logano, he's really good. He's going to be in the future when he retires doing that. And Ryan Blaney might be, too. There you go, Logano. You you don't want to race no more. Just go into the booth. You're good at it. There you go. He is is legit good. I enjoy listening to him. Call Xfinity races. It's safer for you. We don't want you to get hurt. (laughs) We can wrap you in bubble wrap. I forget. I might be No, put him in a bubble. We'll put him in a bubble. I might be the only Joey Logano fan in this podcast. I don't hate Joey Logano. I don't either. His his comment, it's, it's too dangerous. Dude, you're driving a car 200 miles an hour for a living. <laughs> no if matter you do, what you do, it's dangerous. If you don't think you could do it anymore or you think you're going to get hurt where you can't walk, kind of like what Jinger did, sign the papers and retire. Be done. Bye. Uh, he's got a while. All right. Sure. So the updated standings. We're going to go to the 16. Uh, we're going to go 16 because that's the playoff cutoff. And 16th right now is Chris Busher. 15th is Ricky Stenhouse Jr., who your brother can no longer pick, thank God, because your brother is a jinx. In <laughs> uh, 14th place, Alex Bowman, Bowman the Showman. And 13th, Michael McDowell. 12th, Austin Dillon. 11th, Kyle Bush. 10th, Christopher Bell. Ninth, Kyle Larson. Yeah, eighth, Chase Elliott. Seventh, Kevin Harvick. Sixth, Brad Keselowski. Sorry, I have someone blowing up my phone at the moment. Uh, Fifth, Ryan Blaney. Uh, Fourth, William Byron, who I believe is the only... The only Hendrick driver, uh, Hendrick driver, not to win a race yet. Uh, oh, Chase Elliott, Joey Logano. Oh yeah, Chase Elliott. My bad. Yeah, Byron won at Homestead. You're right. I got it mixed up in my head. Second, Martin Truex Jr. And right now in first place, Denny Hamlin. But if he stopped, if he doesn't stop his, I want to finish in second. He might not make the playoffs. Yeah. Well, we've never had sixteen uh, drivers actually win a race in a season 16 different drivers so it's going to be a hard feat i think when the summer starts to hit it's going to be interesting we'll see if it happens 
you get you get a few more winners and get a couple more repeats, I don't think it'll happen, but we'll see. But uh and yeah, it's been been good. And also I was going to say um it's a little off topic, but Jimmy Johnson um raced in the Indy race, the uh, Indy car season started. I was gonna see if I was gonna see if I can look up his finish. So let's see, they raced at um St. Petersburg and Jimmy Johnson finished twenty second out of twenty fourth. So, you know, he's he's got a lot of learning to do. So Colton Herta won that race with Joseph Newgarden second and Simon Page nod in third. Jack Harvey fourth, Scott Dixon in fifth. And this last race he actually brought out two cautions and finished a couple laps down. But I mean, it's just, I mean, it's, I know it's racing, but it's just completely different racing. So it's kind of interesting, you know, seeing like one of NASCAR's best race car drivers ever trying to, you know, be a rookie again and start in another series. Uh, Mentioning IndyCar. um, He did finish in the first race of the season, which, because that was the last race. There was one more before that, the Grand Prix of Alabama. He did finish 19th in that race. So in Alex. Paleo won that with Will Power in second, Scott Dixon third, Pato Award fourth, and Sebastian Bordis was fifth. Scott Dixon, two top fives. Good job, man. Um, yeah, Indy IndyCar is definitely a different breed of, of car. It's still uh, kind of fun. You know, I'd race in all our races, so it's still fun to drive, um, but it's definitely a much different different breed. So, well, All right. Well, we went through a lot of races there. We did. But we definitely need to uh, discuss a little bit of fantasy racing. (laughs) All right. So we'll give everyone a quick update on our fantasy league. So um, going back to Martinsville, um, Chuck, my dad, he took Denny Hamlin, who got a third-place finish. In Richmond, he took Tyler Reddick, who had a 20th finish, and then, which almost everyone in our league did, and at Talladega took Harrison Burton, and he had, uh, what, a 18th or 20th finish, I believe. 20. Oh, I, had to swap. I have to swap those around. But, um, yep. And then Josh had Daniel Serez in Martinsville, who His got car caught on fire. 32nd. They let Burns. But in Richmond, he had Matt Dibendetto. So, and he got a solid ninth place, so that's good. And then he also, for Talladega, took Harrison Burton, who got 20th. And then me, I went uh, Matt Dibendetto at Martinsville and got a really solid finish out of him, too. 12th place. So, I then at Richmond decided to try Austin Sindrick because... Um, <laughs> He's usually pretty good at Richmond, but again, I don't know how good his equipment is when he comes up, and he's still learning everything too. I still think he's going to be a star, though. And he ended up with 28th, and then I picked Harrison Burton, who had 20th. And then Justin picked Matt DiBendetto, who uh, also, again, got 12th at Martinsville. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. got a 14th place finish for you at Richmond. That's pretty good. And then uh, also he went with Harrison Burton at Talladega. Oh, my brother, Matt, 
<laughs> and Martinsville, well, here, I'll go back to uh, the Bristol dirt. He had Kyle Larson because he's a good dirt racer, right? <laughs> he finished 29th. Then at Martinsville, he went with Corey LaJoy. He finished dead last. Then at Richmond, he went with Justin Haley, the only driver that wasn't running at the end of the race, dead last, 37th. And then he picked Ricky Stenhouse Jr., who was doing so good most of the race, and then crashed for a second time and finished in 33rd. Oh, poor Matt. He's had 17 points total in his last four races. <laughs> so so your brother is basically the kiss of death to drivers. Yes. So you have got to hope you did not pick the same driver as him. Note to self. <laughs> find out who Matt picked first. <laughs> yes, I think that's He's due. He is due for some good luck, though. I mean, at some point, we're all going to go through these streaks where we get, like, three or four bad races in a row. It's just I don't think we'll get two dead last in a row, but I guess it's possible, clearly. Hey, when I picked Corey LaJoy, I didn't finish dead last. So, and then we have... um. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Then we have Zay. Apparently, the hey, he's apparently the NASCAR expert. Hang on, real quick, because I want to point out he is 15 years old and he just got his learner's permit in the mail today. Oh, he got his hard copy today. I need to up the insurance. Then. And he's using. No, no, you're you're in Tennessee. You're fine. And he's he has a lot of good drivers left too, which worries me. Um, he has Cole Custer at Martinsville, 18th out of Cole Custer is pretty good. Coyla Joey got a 21st place finish out of, that's really good. And Richmond and then Matt Dimondetto. How on earth do you pick Matt Dimondetto for Talladega? Because of, because of last year's fall race. He was Man. pissed that they gave the win to Denny Hamlin and not. Oh yeah, you're right. Fifth he place. Was so I just pissed. I was like, man, that's so, um. Here are the updated standings. Um, to no one's surprise, in last place is my brother. He's about 176 <laughs> points out. I am second to last. I'm fifth place with 193 points. I'm 81 out. I don't think I've used a top 20 driver yet, though, but the way Zay's going, I'm, it's going to be tough. Um, Justin White is in fourth place. Um, he's 50 points from the leader, 224 points. Uh, my dad, Chuck, is in third place, 29 points out, 245. Wow, your dad moved up from the cellar because he was down at the bottom with your brother there for a while. Oh, yeah, he's been he's been using some better drivers, but he decided to start making this move now. Um, Josh is second place. He's only four points out, 270. And Zay, first place, 274 points. So Zay's got us right now. It's still a long season, but it's a solid lead he he's, has on at least the Justins and Matt. Um, I was going to say, he's got four points on yeah, me. You and my dad are anything can happen. Long season. It's a um, it's a long season. You, you notice who I'm picking right now. It's just the ones who are going on the trends or the gut feelings. So, yep, my gut just tells me Pete's all the time. So I gotta <laughs> do the research. That's not <laughs> true. It also says macaroni and grilled cheese. Ah, uh, that's yes, true. Very true. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. But all right, Palette well, of a five year old. We're going to Kansas. The Cup Series Ooh. is going to Kansas this upcoming weekend. So. I mean, there's, like, the obvious picks. You know, the Chase Elliott, Kevin Harvick do really good there. Kyle Larson, Martin Truex Jr. My, my dark horse would probably have to be Eric Jones. He has, in the last six races, he has three top fives there, four top tens, six top 20s. He he does really good there. Um, he, well, he's been racing with um, good equipment. Now he's on subpar equipment, so don't forget that. Uh, I mean, that's his track. And then Cole Custer... Yeah, he averages like tenth place in the, over the last two races he's done there, so that's not too shabby for him. 
Um, so yeah, I, I would say that those might be um, some of my dark horse picks. I know you you like Tyler Reddick, but Tyler Reddick's pretty talented. So I don't even well, know if I call him a dark horse. Why I'm picking Tyler Reddick is because of the Homestead race. Who was against the wall, running it inches from the wall, and coming to the front? If they had five more laps, who would have won that race? And Tyler Reddick. Yep. And we're running on a um, a progressive bank track, less banking at the bottom, more banking at the top. He likes the top. He knows how to run the top. He's fearless. I'm going to pick him to win. I'm pretty sure he's going to come up there and pull it out. Yeah, I don't know who I'm going to officially pick, but Eric Jones is definitely a possibility. I'll have to see the entry list, see if anyone's coming up from Xfinity. I, I love Dang, to do that. Daniel Suarez would be a good pick here because this 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 track is similar to Atlanta's um, worn-out surface. So, um, and he, he can get around. Obviously, we know he can get around there. So, you know, Suarez, Jones, Reddick. Um, if you're wanting some top tier quality talent, um, I would say pick Clint Boyer. He's always good at his home track, but he's no longer racing. So pick him in the booth. You can take him. You can take him in the booth. Uh, pick <laughs> him in our race. But um, I mean, top tier talent. I mean, Kevin Harvick's going to be. You know, if he gets after, it's going to be hard to beat. I mean, if he gets on a winning streak. But like I said, a lot of these top tier talent teams are not showing what they have. So I think picking them now is not a good play. You'll need to be picking those guys. You know. Pick those guys for the big top tier, you know, big crown jewel races, Daytona, Darlington, Charlotte, things like that. That's the ones I'd be picking for, you know, for those. Cause you know, those guys are going to run, run well. I mean, they're running the first Phoenix. They're not going to run very well. They're, they're, they're just feeling things out, trying some new stuff. They already know what setup's going to take to put them in victory lane. So they end the seasons when you need to be picking your top tier. Yep. All right. Um, Josh, what about you? Do you have any dark horses or anyone you're leaning towards right now besides the usuals? Well, as I'm looking over my list, Ryan Priest, Chris Busher, kind of speaking to me, so is Cole Custer. I'm kind of thinking if I need to pick Bubba Wallace just so I can get him out of the way. Uh, he might actually be. I just don't want to come down to the final race and the only person I have left is Bubba Wallace. No offense to <laughs> Bubba Wallace. Or his fans, it's just... Oh, no, I've got a bone to pick with Bubba Wallace. Him sloughing off the interview at the beginning of this the race at Talladega because he's in the zone. Don't feed me that crap. Media calls, you answer, buddy, because the sponsors like that crap. Oh, did he really? I guess I didn't know that. Yeah, he had his, head, he had his headphones on, and he's like, you know, he's jamming. They put the microphone. You can tell it's Fox. It's the main broadcasting company that's sitting there putting it on TV, and he's like, I don't have time for you. Go away. Did he really say that? No. Basically, watch go watch or the clip. He, or he just ignore him. No, and that's he, the people he, that are putting him over big time. And he sloughed him off. He sloughed him off. I'm sorry, you don't do that. Anytime you get a chance, put your multi-million dollar sponsor on the air and give them a little airtime. You take advantage of it. This is part of the game. Mm-hmm. You're an entertainer. That's they, what you're supposed. They to did do. dial him up on the radio though, and he talked to him. Well, but, I mean, how? How do you not talk his, to Jeff Gordon or Clint Boyer though? Right? They're, he won his first ever stage. Yep. Ever. So. I know. Good for him. That's cool. I mean, I like him as a driver. I mean, he. I think he has the talent, but he's going to have to play play the part a little bit better. Eh, he'll learn. I'm sure even media and figuring out how to handle that is all part of learning NASCAR. So. Full-time job. Exactly. All right. Well, that concludes our, our fantasy racing. <laughs> Now we're going to get into some 
iRacing. I need some money. Justin, you're doing something a little different for us this week. Well, what do you I got? Am. This week, I'm going to take us around on a virtual lap of Kansas Motor Speedway, because that's where we'll be at next week. You'll have to describe it, too, for those that are listening on the podcast. I definitely will. So right now, I'm sitting on pit road, and I'm starting the car up. I'm in the cup car. That's the 2018 model. We're going to give it a go and take it for a lap around the track. Now here on pit road, you know, your pit load, pit road speeds 45 miles an hour. And when you get off pit road, you want to get, you know, stay underneath this yellow, this white line here as much as possible. And you do, if you actually have to, if not, you'll get nailed with a, a unsafe pit exit, but you want to try to get up to speed as quickly as possible. This fourth gear is going to be your cruising speed. And then you'll blend onto the track. Now, this is a progressive bank track. You have two options. You can run the high line or you can run the low line. Which one, uh, do, you, which higher, one do you prefer? I prefer the high line for the first few laps of the race. And the reason why is because um, it puts the, you know, the heat into the tires. So you definitely want to stay high uh, for the first two, couple of laps. And you want to try to get as close to this wall as you can. Is that, see, I almost, I actually touched it a little bit right there. Touched it a little bit more. You want to kind of get as close to that wall as possible to get that air push, which kind of gives you a little bit more speed. Well, without touching it, right? Without touching it. Um, you, can. you can also run the middle lane here, because you know, the, high, the higher you run, the more you'll burn that right rear tire off. Um, you'll see guys, when they come out of the pits, they'll run it up here, trying to get as much heat in the tires as possible. Um, you'll see guys duck it down low early in the run. You'll see them stick it right here on this white line, depending on the setup they have. In a track I mean, like this, you're once you're in fourth gear, you never take it out of fourth gear. No, you never take it out of fourth gear. And that's most tracks, isn't it? Obviously not it road most, courses, yeah. but yeah, most tracks. But usually about the middle of the run, this is where kind of where I want to be right here in the middle of the track, give or take. You can hit the apron here. Um, it's technically outside the racing surface. NASCAR classifies it as inside. Just make sure you when when you blend back up, you're not actually running over somebody. And then um, our just be smooth. As you can see the wheel in my hand, I'm not sitting there seesawing it back and forth because that's what will wear the tires out. Um, Are you full throttle on the straightaways, and then you're letting off in the corners? Yes, I'm letting off a little bit in the corners because I'm trying to save. You can actually just full throttle this thing all the way around if you want to we'll take one more lap but wouldn't you eventually wear your tires down and start to slide yes you will okay. eventually start to see you here i'm gonna go ahead and get try to give it full throttle all the way around this corner as much as i can because i will say um, to slide right there give oh, it a full throttle yep. you can kick it out because when i first because uh, when i was doing some my eye racing practice i just around i think it was charlotte i just went full throttle not realizing i can't do that <laughs> Oh, so I'll take one more here, one more lap just for you know, run that high line, see if I can run a little bit higher. Too. And how big is this track? This track is a mile and a half. This is what they mile call the half. traditional cookie cutter track. Or on okay. the last lap, I'm going to try to sneak, if I can sneak it up here to close to the wall as I can. Now, real quick, because Jazz is going to start doing this every week for the track that they're coming up to. Uh, in a few weeks, they're going to reach Coda, which I know you're not a big uh Road course fan? Road course fan. Well, at least not but 
iRacing. He might like him in real life. Yeah, I've watched a few of his iRaces. They didn't turn out very well. Um, <laughs> what, what I will give it the best try I can. I'll try to help. Now, because I know there's difference in setups when it comes to cars. What would be a difference on a track like this or like a short track or a road course? What kind of what, what kind of setup differences are there? Um, it's the, the gear ratios is more like, like for instance, here on, um, let me get on pit road here. I'm trying to gauge pit road. Usually I pick the signs and cause the, the transition here, you see, I'm already starting to lose it. Transition. You got to get down to 45 miles an hour as quick as possible. Cause you do not have the beepers. You don't get a beeper. You got to kind of, you don't get an idea of what your speed is, but the only time you're going to get the difference in that speed is basically looking at the, yeah, you got a pit lane over. penalty. You can see down here, you can see the, the rev limiter down here. You need it to be in the green and then getting on, not trying not to slide your tires. So, um, but back to Josh's question, I'll let him change the tires here and we'll switch back over. Um, but like for Josh, for instance, what Josh was saying, um, getting the, the difference is going to be like, for instance, on a super speedway, you're going to have, um, higher gear so you can get up to speed a lot quicker and um, stay up there. Um, and the higher gears, you know, your low gears are going to be kind of longer than normal on a super speedway, you know, a uh, road course, you want kind of one of a tighter setup because the tires do wear out and you do end up getting them loose. So you kind of want to have a balanced feel to the car. You're going to have a lot of front bake in the car. Um, in a short track, a lot of front brake in the car. So, um, and every driver has a different preference. Um, like at Kansas, you can set it up for the high line or you can set it up for the low, you can set it up for the mid lane. It just depends on what the driver's preference is. Like Tyler Reddick, he's going to want to set up and be as close to that top wall as possible. So they're going to set his car up a little bit looser than the car that runs the bottom, like a Dean Hamlin, Kyle Larson, well, Kyle Larson is going to run the top two, but you know, Dean Hamlin, Kevin Harvick, Kevin, you know, Kevin Harvick loves the, loves to hug that white line. So they're going to set his car up a little bit more snug and, you know, Tyler Reddick, Kyle Larson, a little bit looser so they can get that full rotation because the shortest distance around the track is that white line and you're, you know, that is where the mile and a half is measured. If you're at the top line, you know, it's more like a mile 0.6, one, one mile, you know, 1.6 miles instead of 1.5 miles. So, but the speed difference is what makes, you know, the increase of speed down the straightaways is what makes the difference. So, but nice. for me, you know, I race and I run fixed setup. So it's just a balanced setup. Um, there's no negative or positives to it. Just kind of an in the middle type of race, you know, setup. So that's mostly the setups that I race. All right. With that, um, I think we're going to wind this episode down with our closing words. So we'll start down in the great state of Texas. So Josh, well, of these last few weeks, what's been some of the highlights of your favorite parts? Our part. Um. First off, I was a big. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna say I'm a big fan, but I really liked that accident Logano was in because that was pretty cool looking. Especially in Bubba Wallace's. I know. Point of view who uh, I believe said on his radio that he needs a new pair of underwear after that <laughs> happened. I believe he actually said that to his pit crew. It was pretty funny. Um, I just, I you know, I really like the... Oh, I can't think of the word I'm trying to say. I like the 
I like that not the same person's winning every race. Like uh, last yep. year it was either Denny Hamlin or, Kevin, or Harvick. Kevin Harvick. There we go, parody. It was either it was one of those two, pretty much every single race. And this year, already alone, we've only had one guy win twice, and it's been I think we have nine other winners besides that. Something it's been like exciting. Kozlowski, um, I think, is the ninth different winner. So. Yep. And even uh, guys like Kaz Grala, who is not a household name NASCAR <laughs> yeah. guy, he's he finished in the top ten, and the, the Xfinity guys who are coming up are actually doing pretty good for the most part, except for the time I picked Austin Sendrick. He didn't do that well, but, you know, it's okay. <laughs> He'll do good once he's in that 21 car, get some more experience. But uh, I'm I, I'm just liking the parody this year because it's not the same three guys winning every race. It's someone different pretty much every single race. And sometimes it's guys you wouldn't expect. I agree with that. Like 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 uh, when like last week's race before Talladega, Hamlin was dominating. And then in the last 10 laps out of nowhere, here comes Alex Bowman and just takes off. Yep. Justin, what about you? Um, I'm enjoying just having racing back in a normal schedule. Fans or no fans, and I like seeing the fans back in the stands. That's um, nice to see the fans back yeah, in the stands. And you can you can clearly tell the NASCAR is working hard to get sta- fans back in the stands. So um, I want to see those things packed out when it comes to it. Um, the only negative side to NASCAR coming back is there's more people on iRacing, more <laughs> yeah. guys who don't don't actually know how to run a clean race, that type of thing. No, I'm not pointing at that guy. That well, that guy. Um, <laughs> So, um, but I mean, I just like having racing back in general. I think, um, of course, NASCAR is putting more, going to put the spot, you know, head sponsors, you know, pit crew families back in the pits again. That is coming down the road. We're seeing more and more fans in the stands. So I'm just, like I said, I'm happy to see a a wide variety of, of choices for racing now. You know, you've got your road course, your short tracks, your intermediates, your super speedways. Um, that is fun to watch, you know, especially like in the chase coming up, it's going to be, you're, you're basically going to have one of each, which is something that's definitely been needed for a while. Speaking of fans in the stands. Um, so I got my email for the, for the race in Austin where I get to pick my seats. Cause my son and I are going to all three races, the truck, the Xfinity and the, the, the NASCAR and they, and they have like all the seats available. There's not like a space in between. So I'm thinking Austin's going to be pretty well packed out. If not full full attendance, that'd be that cool. would be nice. Because the, um, baseball baseball here in Texas, the Texas Rangers are playing with full attendance and fans. That's good. That's what needs to be done. Um, I, what I find fun, uh, neat is Coda is actually a co sponsorship or a co ownership with um, Bruton, uh, not Bruton Smith, but Marcus Smith and uh, SMI. So. That is basically SMI is loaning is is renting out Coda to run the NASCAR, you know, cup car cup track there. So I thought that was kind of neat. They're branching out, finding new things. Um, that's another thing I like is that we're the sports growing in different directions. We're going back to our roots, kind of keep in touch on those, but we're also reaching out to other facility other facilities and other places. You know, Nashville. Uh, they're rechanging Auto Club, which is a boring race. They're, you know, changing that. They're talking about, you know, different things to do with Atlanta surface. You know, it's it's definitely becoming a really fun sport to watch. They're changing things and making it for the better. I think we went through a lull, but it's getting better. Yeah, yeah, NASCAR is doing great with that. With that. 
like I said, I really enjoy all these different tracks and stuff, and even doing the dirt, which um, I think they'll even get better with next year. Let's see. So over the last few weeks, some of the highlights for me, I really thought it was awesome when Josh Berry won at Martinsville Speedway. Bless you. And then Talladega Week was awesome. Um, I obviously was excited about Natalie Decker, you know, making it through her first Xfinity race. Cause no, the, no, well, no, no. Okay, this is her second Xfinity race, technically. But the first one, like, I think she she got, like, knocked out right away. So this was really her first, like, full race. If you don't count a few laps cut short through the rain delay. I thought she did spectacular. I thought it was really cool seeing Jeb Burton win his first race. And um, yeah, just fun seeing these first-time winners, Josh Berry, Jeb Burton. And then, obviously, the Cup Series was a bunch of fun. So I'm glad Joey Logano was okay. But, yes, his accident was, like, photo perfect, especially with the camera because Bubba was actually wearing a helmet camera, too. So maybe he didn't want to do an interview, but he was doing everything else for Fox. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so Talladega Week was awesome. I uh, it did not disappoint. All right, well, with that, we have reached the end of the show. So thank you for joining us here at the I Want to Go Fast Racing Podcast. Please like and follow our Facebook page at the I Want to Go Fast Racing Podcast, and you can reach us on Twitter at GoFastPodcast and by email at GoFastRacingPodcast at Outlook.com. Also, like our YouTube at Want to Go Fast Racing Podcast and subscribe. And please like, subscribe, and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast app of your choice, like Apple or Google, Stitcher, Podbean. And then please tell your friends and your family, your loved ones, and your fellow race enthusiasts to check out the I Want to Go Fast Racing Podcast. Remember, stay on that lead lap.